Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Bible Thumper podcast, where somebody's got to say it. My name is Patrick Hayes, your regular host, and with me today is my wife, Joanna Hayes, joining me in the studio, and we are going to talk about home shul. <laughs> so, Joanna, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Great. Great. Best day of my life. So we are going to be talking about a subject that is a very serious and passionate subject for some people, a subject of ridicule for others, and a complete mystery to most people. So that's yeah. homeschooling. <laughs> so with that, I want to start off by making an outrageous statement to some, and it's because it's Bible Thumper and somebody's got to say it. And I'd like to hear your thoughts on this, and okay. then we can kind of go from there. Sure. Statement number one, public schools are doing a great job. You want my opinion? <laughs> so do you want to hear it? That's only the intro to the statement. Would you like to hear the rest? Yeah, I'm pretty curious. <clears throat> Why? Okay. I say that public schools are doing a great job because the purpose of the government schools, they are designed to keep your children stupid and ignorant. They are designed to keep your children poor and dependent upon the government. They are designed to keep your children submissive to an oppressive government and far from God. And because of that, I believe they are doing a great job. I would have to agree. Okay. So let me ask you this. You and I have been married for 16 years now. We have a 15-year-old, and so far, none of our six children have spent any time in public school whatsoever. Yep. Have you spent any time in public school? Yes. Okay, so have I. Have you spent any time in private school? Majority, yep. Okay, so have I. Have you gone to a state college? Yep. So have I. So we have had experience in our lives with a variety of types of government school. The one thing you and I did not experience through our life is homeschooling. Were you ever homeschooled? No. Okay, neither was I. But we decided to homeschool all of our kids. And so far, our oldest is now in what most would call his second year of high school. And we have only done homeschooling. They have never gone to a government school. They've never gone to a private school. And after 15 years, which is your oldest son, mm -hmm. and seven years old, your youngest son, how would you say it's going so far? I seriously could not be happier. Okay. Yeah. I agree, but we're here to hear from you tonight more than <laughs> more than me. So tell me why you say that. Um, I would say the number one result that I'm happy with is their attitude mm -hmm. and uh, the, the type of people that they are becoming. Because mm -hmm. you know, 15 years old, you're getting to the point where you can start to see the fruit of your labor. Okay. In your, I mean, I, our 15-year-old son, a boy, he is fun to be around. He's respectful. He likes to be around me. Mm -hmm. I'm not a burden to him. So that is my top reason right now. There's so many others. Would you like me to list? No, no, no. Whatever you want. I have a lot of questions to follow yeah. up with. So, you know, whatever you want to let everyone know. Because embarking on homeschooling, especially when a parent decides, okay, I think I want to do this. And there are lots and lots of parents who are wrestling with that. Should I do it? Should I not do it? You know, am I going to totally destroy my kids? Yeah. 
they want to hear from people in our position. So people yeah. that have had a kid go th uh, through the process for 15 years, they're also going to want to hear from us again when Moses is 20 years old and he's out of high school and what's he doing with his life. And then people are going to want to hear from us again when he's 25 and 30 and they can see all of our kids and, and what they've done. And I would agree with you. There were definitely very, very hard times through homeschooling when you start out, it's the most daunting task in oh, yeah. the world because you don't know what you're doing and you don't know what resources there are and you don't have a lot of people to ask their opinion of. And one thing that I've noticed in these 15 plus years of homeschooling is that you are constantly fielding questions and phone calls from other ladies who either are thinking about homeschooling or they are somewhere in the process, but uh, further behind than you are. Their oldest isn't 15. Their oldest might be eight or 10 or something like that. And they have questions for you about what should I do with this subject? What should I do with curriculum? How, how do you set up your schedule? How do you do everything? So I know a lot of people ask you questions about it. And I think it is because it is, it is such a daunting task and there aren't that many people that do it compared to the majority of parents who send their kids off to government schools. So therefore, when you find someone in that niche, you really want to grab hold of them and get all the information out yeah. of them that you can. Is that what you found? Yeah, most definitely. Okay. So why did you initially want to homeschool your kids. Now I'm asking you to think back 15 years and I'm going to ask you, why do you want to homeschool kids today? And they totally different, but I'm trying to think of when I brought it up to you. Okay. When we were either first married or just before that. And I said that I wanted to homeschool our kids. Tell me what your thoughts were. Well, I'm trying to remember where my head was mm -hmm. <laughs> that far back. What did I know? What didn't I know? Um, I think at that point I was totally ready and I saw, I saw the results in, uh, some other families, children that were homeschooled and they seemed to be doing a great job. Okay. It was the influence of especially one family. Mm -hmm. We went to their house, we had dinner, their children were hmm, eight and 10, maybe, or 10 and 12. Mm -hmm. And these two boys were intelligent. They were carrying on an adult conversation with me. Mm -hmm. Uh, they were kind. They seemed, they seemed far uh, advanced for kids their age as far as carrying on a conversation with me. And I was, I was blown away. Yeah. I didn't know that was possible. Yep. The thought of homeschool didn't even cross my mind. Mm -hmm. um, so that kind of sparked my interest and started looking into it. And then, um, I, again, I don't recall when I made up my mind. It was somewhere around the time when you and I had met. Um. I was also thinking back on my own experience with school. I was a almost a straight A student, nice to other kids. I thought I was friendly, but I ended up with some very bad experiences, which is unfortunately the norm mm -hmm. with children in schools. Bullies, um, you name it, you know, bad experiences, offered drugs, offered alcohol at Christian I had, so I never went along with that, but you know, 
the typical things you're going to get at school. And I didn't want that for my kids. Okay. So these were all things you were thinking of before you made the decision, getting you ready to homeschool your kids. You already had some personal experiences with other families. And I had the same thing. I was very impressed with the children of several families that I knew. And I thought to myself, boy, you know, when I have kids, I want them behaving like that. I want my kids acting like that. Right. Because we've all seen the other end of the spectrum, the kids that are a monster and they're throwing a fit in public and whining and crying. And, you know, um, they're just a total nightmare. And uh, you think to yourself, boy, I, you know, do not want my kids to be like that. And then you (laughs) see the other side and it's like, wow, kids can be intelligent and respectful and engaging and they don't have to be intimidated by adults. They can look them in the eye. They can have a conversation with them. And so I I had the exact same thing. I had good experiences with a lot of families. And then when I look back on my life in public school, I would not wish that on my worst enemy. And because of that, it was an easy idea for me to get a hold of. And we'll get into, you know, some some more specifics uh, as we go on. Okay, so now that you've been doing it for 15 years, what are the great things that you've seen that are a reason to homeschool and not have your kids in the government school? Now that you've gone through it, I'm sure more things you've noticed than, you know, initially what got you involved. Right. Okay. So that's a kind of a multifaceted or multi-part answer. Sure. I would say if you want to talk scholastic, Mm -hmm. it is so superior. I can't even, I can barely put it into words. Okay. You have so much flexibility as a homeschooler to cater to your child's every need, um, his uh, handicap, yep. if you will, and you can help them. And it's it's just 100% almost one-on-one tutoring. Yep. Everyone in the world understands one-on-one tutoring is the very best is way to learn. better than one teacher and so, 75 students yeah, in a classroom. I've got one to six. Yeah. So, um, and I can tell whether my child is truly having an issue learning, like a, a, a block of some kind, and we need to circle back, or I can tell if they're kind of just being lazy and need a push. Mm-hmm. Okay. So as the parent, I'm well in tune. I'm probably the most in tune person with with my child. And I've had that. Yeah, I, I need to around. stop you right there. Clearly, you don't understand that the government <laughs> and the teachers, they've given certificates to know your children better than you do. Right. And they know what's best for your children. And if you disagree with them, the FBI will call you a terrorist. Well, so hold on. What's there. happening? I got to see if I have the FBI on speed dial oh. here. To, <laughs> I need a black <laughs> helicopter to show up and take you away. Oh, no. Okay. So, I mean, um, and then uh, what we've been doing this year is I've been allowing the kids to choose more of uh, allowing them to pick some of their classes. Okay. Because I think that is very valuable as a human being, you know, yourself included, when do you actually learn something? Easy, when I'm interested in it. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And that's sort of the model that we're going with this year. And it is phenomenal. When the child is interested in the curriculum, and if they're able to even pick it, they learn at, it seems, lightning speed. (laughs) I don't have a better technical term than that. So um, other than that, you, what was your original question? 
Uh, I already forgot. Oh, that's what, that's what it was. What now that you've been doing it for 15 years, what can you see is the benefit of homeschooling Mm -hmm. versus what you were hoping it would do 15 years ago before we got into it, you know, and let me, let me just jump in and answer. Well, um, I don't want to cut you off. You keep going because I'm going to change gears here in a second. So go ahead. What have you seen in the 15 years where you're like, wow, this is amazing. I'm so glad we did it because of this that I've seen in my kids. Right. Okay. So I kind of covered, I could go on forever just about the quality of education you can offer. Okay. Um, Secondly, I would say it's the relationships that I've built. I've had the time to build with my children. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm not having to send them away eight hours a day to be under the tutelage or the influence of who, who knows who maybe some decent people, but sometimes not. Okay. I'm trying to give everyone the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, you're, Well, right? I'm glad you are because I am not going to, I am not going to give anyone the benefit of the doubt. You are a public school teacher here in a minute. I don't have any okay. time for it. Anymore. I know some nice so. people. Oh, I'm not, okay. Yeah, that's great. So, but, there were nice people in the Communist Party at one point, too. That is no bearing we're not on who they work for. Sir. Yeah. Okay. So I had a few numbers that I looked up, and okay. you've probably heard this. From the time your child is born, zero years old, to mm-hmm. their 18th birthday, you know how many weekends you have with them? Uh, I want to say, uh, let's see. It's, it's, uh, it's just under 1,000, isn't it? 936 weekends. 936 weekends. If your kid is going to leave the house at 20 18. years old. 18. Okay, yeah, so say if we at 18, say at right. 20, maybe you're up to 1,050. But well, and besides that, yeah. how much can you influence an 18-year-old? That's yeah, my sure. Point. By the time they get to that age, they you have probably lost some of the ability. Right. Your window is shrinking or all but closed mm-hmm. okay so you have 930 something weekends is that what we said Thirty-six weekends in a child's life from zero to 18 that you get to spend with them right okay so for me i have reaped i'm i'm reaping the benefits now mm-hmm. of a lot of time i have been able to spend with the kids in various forms mm-hmm. homeschooling reading a book learning to cook so on and so forth i've i've had unlimited time with my children so i have had quantity over quality Mm -hmm. and a lot of people will promote quality over quantity because i think they're feeling guilty for the lifestyle that they are are living currently okay so um just to try to wrap up what i'm what i'm saying my children and i have a wonderful relationship and i just i hope that i'm not uh rambling on trying to be concise here no you're fine just for example after after getting up, doing the day-to-day grind mm-hmm. every day of homeschooling, some days bad, some days good, my children now, like our 14-year-old son, just came to me the other night, and we had the best heart-to-heart about very touchy subjects. He mm-hmm. wanted to know my opinion. And you know, he stopped me, and he asked me, he said, Mom, when I get married one day, what are some things I shouldn't do? Mm-hmm. Wide open door to really have... Um, a great influence on him, how to yeah. help him have a good marriage, how to treat your, your wife. And I told him some stuff that his wife is going to appreciate. Yeah. And he was asking me what 14 year old son do you know who does that? Yeah. I, that's not the typical story that I'm hearing from other parents. Yeah. So 
um, the Bible has an awful lot to say about about that training your children mm-hmm. and and so forth. And now I'm I'm able to reap those rewards because I've had the time to spend with them instead of sending them away eight hours a day is the typical. Okay, let me five days a week. Let me jump so. in there with this. Okay, so <clears throat> your kids are actually going to be in school. So this is the national average. They have an average for every state and the average for all those 50 states is 6.65 hours a day for schooling plus driving there and home. So figure we're at seven, seven and a quarter or something like that, you know, hours of school a day. And that is for 180 days a year. Right. Then they come home with between three to three and a half hours of homework each night. So that totals 10 to 11 hours per day. So if you were to take 10 hours a day times 18 uh, or sorry, 180 school days times the number of uh, years that you're going to be educated and keep in mind, you know, when you're in kindergarten, you have a little less homework and when you're in high school, you have have more, (laughs) but still what you end up with is around 20 to 21,000 hours that you are under the government school. Now, just to give you an idea, if you wanted to become an EMT, it's about 200 hours. Wow. If you wanted Mm -hmm. to become a master electrician or a master plumber, it's about 8,000 hours. In the amount of time and energy that is put into educating a kid from kindergarten through their senior year of high school, you could become a master electrician, a master plumber. <laughs> you know, I mean, well, you could go, th- you could get real valuable skills that you can use for the rest of your life. The amount of time away from the parents under direction of the government is absolutely astounding. And then parents, they get to interact with their kids, how much in the morning when they're getting ready for school and how much Mm -hmm. in the evenings, Mm -hmm. you know, very little. So really the weekend numbers that you talked about, which is less than 950 weekends in your child's life that you get with them, then you have that many hours, you know, two days a week. And if your kid is in sports, if your kid is involved with what most kids are typically involved with, parents wonder why their kids are not behaving the way they want them to, why their kids uh, do not have the belief system that they want them to. They wonder why they don't believe um, politically how they should and spiritually how they should. And it's like, buddy, I hate to tell you, but couple hours a week going to church and Sunday school and an hour or two on a Saturday spent with mom and dad, there is no way that is going to beat the brainwashing that they get for thousands of hours every single year in the government schools. Yep, exactly. Okay, so here are some, let's have some fun here. Okay, questions or concerns with homeschooling. Okay. But your homeschool kids aren't going to get to go to prom. Oh, <laughs> prom. What are you, what you laugh at that. Okay, You're denying this? your child the, the greatest <laughs> event in a high schooler's life. How could you just flippantly laugh that off? Okay. Your kids aren't going <laughs> to be involved in prom. 
That is, you are a horrible person. I have to ask first, is sure. this listened to by any minors? Uh, it, no, you, you're welcome to curse on, no, on no, this no. podcast if you want, but we we only allow racial slurs oh. and cursing. Okay, so all just I have be aware to say about prom is don't we all know what happens right after prom? Okay, so you're ready for I'm this? Sorry. This is what I said. Prom is AKA your homeschool kids won't get pregnant as a teenager. No. That's what we're talking I mean, about I don't when know we what say you were your going kids to? won't go to prom. Yeah, I'm it's just like, saying. Oh no. Okay, so that's enough reason. Yeah, what, maybe. Sure. Okay, prom is a chance to spend. Ready for this? Hundreds of dollars for your kid to go dancing for a couple of hours. It's also a great chance to be involved with your first DUI. Yes, <laughs> I have heard of not many good things coming from a prom. And here's oh, the other soul. thing: if no. you if you really want to get into the mental health realm, or uh, well. The, the pressure of prom is insane. You have yes. to look so good and, yep. you know, I, and there's a lot of pressure on the boys and the girls to, uh, let's face it, uh, jump in the sack and get pregnant, you know, that, that was, night. I mean, yes. it, that is like the big thing and it happens all the time. And the number of parents that are pushing for this, I mean, for, you know, you and I, we look well, at it and we laugh at you it. You know, I understand that that's important to some, to a lot of people for sure. me, it never was a priority. You know, mm -hmm. I had dances growing up and I, they weren't my thing exactly personally. And if you're talking about wanting your child to have a fun time, mm -hmm. I figure I can provide them something else if I really want to. Sure. It wasn't a make it or break it thing for me. No, there's yeah. no way that I would ever consider, oh, we got to send our kids no. to high school because and you know, what if they don't go to um, prom? There are some homeschool co-ops that they do offer. They'll some do kind something of a like that, sure. If you really want to and it's yeah. important to you, you can... Yep. You can throw your own. Yeah. You can make it and a thing. There's the, groups that sure. do that. No, and I have nothing. It doesn't bother me. I mean, it's up to them, to the parent. Okay, so <clears throat> you ready for this one? I've heard sure. this one a lot. You shouldn't homeschool your children because you aren't smart enough. Right. I've heard that a lot. And I've that's probably hmm, number one or two on the list of things other mothers have brought to me. Yeah, that they the, okay. don't feel that they're of smart course. enough. Okay, so this is what I would say. No, wait. I, can I <laughs> can I start with humor and okay. okay before we go any further? Okay. If you are seriously concerned that you are not smart enough to teach your children, then maybe you should reconsider sending them through the same educational system that you went through. <laughs> Well, yeah, okay. Okay, go ahead. I'll give you that one. Okay, um, you ready? You think you're not smart enough to homeschool your kids? Clearly, you have not spent enough time around the public school teachers in your hometown. <laughs> <laughs> the big issues, mm -hmm. and I'm going to let you talk seriously in a minute, but one of the big issues I've always had is that people have this idealistic view of teachers in public schools and they think that they just wear capes and fly around the town, you know, solving crimes. They have superpowers and they're just amazing. It's like, no, they're drug addicts. Okay? Some of them are. They yes. are insane people. And you and I both know some teachers that are lovely people. Yes. But we also know some clinically insane people who are teachers who are all in favor of <clears throat> all the uh, liberal political correctness, uh, anti-God, you know, pro-woke nonsense that they push. 
and nobody has a problem hiring them. You want to know why? Because nobody wants to be a teacher. Right. Nobody no. wants to be a teacher. How much do they pay teachers? Not. Uh, it's a joke. A, it's peanuts. pathetic. Yeah, peanuts. Yeah. So who are they picking from? Well, whoever they can find. Whoever they can find, because nobody is go is saying, "Oh, I'm just gonna, you know, I'm gonna become a teacher and I am going to make millions and I am going to provide for my family." Nobody becomes a teacher for those reasons. No, they do it because they want to change the world. Right. Yeah. They think uh, every they're, person I've met who's going for teaching mm -hmm. is very kind, very sweet, mm -hmm. and they. They're truly trying to do something good. Idealistic nonsense. Yeah. Well, okay. They're Hillary, <laughs> Hillary Swank just, and Michelle Pfeiffer in a no. garbage okay. <laughs> movie well, trying to change the to world. I the people I've met. Yeah. I, you know, they're nice. Uh, but <laughs> it's kind of, in my opinion, the whole... I'm the nice one. Yeah. So all yep. of you who everyone <laughs> knows. Yeah. Everyone knows that there's no but way you could have been as mean as I am. Go they're ahead. going into a broken system. And what happens to mm -hmm. most of them is they come out looking like they went through war. Yeah. You know, um, what was the question? <laughs> oh, we were just talking about how uh, one of the big things you hear is that, oh, well, I'm oh, not yeah. smart enough to okay. homeschool my kids. Okay. Which for me, you got to understand is laughable. Okay. You ready for this? Th that idea that a parent is not smart enough to homeschool their kids proves to me that the purpose behind public school education is working. It is getting people to be dependent upon government and think that they are not capable right. of teaching a two-year-old math because some higher institution didn't give them a certificate, a piece of paper with their name on it with a cap and gown saying, okay, there you go. The state of Colorado has said you are good to teach. So therefore, there you go. And here's the thing. Understand, okay, the, the reason I make fun of teachers so hard is because the teachers that listen to this podcast are smart enough to know I'm not talking about them. And they know the teachers I'm talking about because they have some of them in their public school where they roll their eyes and they think, how did this moron ever get this job? I cannot believe that we as parents are putting our children under the teaching of this individual. So that's why I have no problem just Fine. running them through the mill. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> so can I, you can back up and maybe blow everyone's minds for a second. Ugh, I probably won't. I'm, I'm ready. This is why we <laughs> yeah. invited you. Yeah. No, I probably won't. Okay. Let me ask you this. When you say I'm not smart enough to teach my children, mm -hmm. what is it that you're trying to teach them? Okay. Mm -hmm. Are you trying to copy the model of the school? You have to learn X, Y, Z in this order from one to 18 in order to graduate or be deemed uh, stamped successful. Okay, so that's a great question. You're saying, are you trying to duplicate the public school system in your home and do it their way? Yeah, because it's a faulty starting point. You got it. So if you're trying to do that, you've already missed the whole idea of homeschooling. Because mm -hmm. yes. wh what's the purpose of just trying to recreate the public school in your home? Well, and the only reason to do that is if you don't know better or here's the thing. Also, um, the public school system or the school system in general mm -hmm has intimidated all of us and made us think this is what we all have to do to be quote unquote successful. Yeah. Okay. Uh, is that, is that the only way to educate a child? I would say absolutely not. And in fact, don't even go near that. That isn't, 
that's what they call being educated. Yes. As you go from kindergarten to uh, senior year of high school, taking all of these classes. Okay. In order to be able to take and pass the standardized tests that mm-hmm. come up every year. Right. That's what they've determined. You better know or else mm-hmm. you're a loser. Yes, exactly. I lost my train of thought. But anyway. Um, okay. So let you are smart. Okay. Another, I'm, I'm jumping all over the place, but however, in order, first of all, you have to decide, well, what, what is education? Mm -hmm. What would I consider my child to be educated at what point? What, Mm -hmm. what is it you want them to know? Or what do you think someone who's 18 years old needs to have learned in to order be to a be a successful human being. Okay. So you got to take this whole thing apart. Okay. So you and I had this conversation a long time ago, back when Moses was either first starting or before Going, we right even. Before high school. Yep. And no, 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 no. I'm talking oh, about. Yeah. Okay. When they were children, we sat down and we said, what are the top five things I want my child to have to possess when they are done with school? Okay, what are the things that they're going to need to make them successful in life? Mm -hmm. And we talked about our list, and I don't know if you remember this conversation. I know we've had it many times, but not one of those things in my top five is taught in public school. Mine either. So I I wanted my kids to be honest. I wanted them to be hardworking. I wanted them to be uh, kind. I wanted them to be spiritually fit and know who Jesus is and know their Bible. These were all the things that I wanted. And I knew that they were going to help in any job they took. So I don't care what you end up doing. If you have good people skills, if you are hardworking, okay, if you are kind, if you are honest, that all of these things are attributes that every employer wants from their employee, even yeah. if you're self-employed, but none of them are taught in the government schools at all. They're not emphasized. As a matter of fact, several of them, um, they are absolutely fought against. So for me, along with the idea of, am I smart enough to teach my kids? I think you need to start out with what do you want your kids to learn? Because for me, I don't care if they learn calculus. (laughs) What about prepositional phrases? Should they know that? I still don't know what they are today. (laughs) Right. So I was an A student. I'm not bragging. I have a a report card. Yep. I did. Well, <laughs> I was trying to like prove to you guys that uh-huh. I was such a good student. I had no report cards and thank the Lord. My mom brought me one. I'm like, see everyone mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm a straight A student. Um, I learned, I learned all of those things mm-hmm. and there is so much that is useless for my everyday life. So it's just hours spent teaching mm-hmm. our kids things they don't need. Not for Life skills, no. Yeah, we're talking about life, right? In the At the end, the reason we tell our kids to study hard and get good grades is so they can go to a good college and they go to a good college so that they and can get a, to get a good job and make money. But uh-huh. that's not the only way, and it doesn't work out that way a majority For most of the time. Of them. Yeah, I agree. So if the goal is to get a good job and make money, then why aren't we just training our kids how to get a good job and make money? 
there seems to be an ulterior motive. Oh, okay. So the government schools, their goal isn't really to get people to be successful. Maybe their goal is to get them to remain dependent upon the government. So for me, if I'm going to, let's find. Can I finish one little point? Oh, yeah. No, jump in. Sorry. So you don't. I know it's intimidating for people to start off, and that's mm -hmm. a real fear. I'm not smart enough. However, have if you're afraid, have you ever accessed the Internet? Sure. <laughs> and I'm not saying that to make fun of anyone. Yes, I have. In the, okay. In this day and age, all you need, I'm telling you, after 15 years of homeschooling, mm. you could do it solely with an Internet connection. Yeah. YouTube. Yep. Now. Granted, there's Not plenty saying, of bad things. Yeah, don't just set your toddler down no. in front of the laptop and let them have at it. You can learn anything mm -hmm. on the internet, anything on YouTube. Yes. Whenever I'm in a bind, I, I want to look up something really quick, I find a YouTube video. You and I have a, a friend that is a mass comms major who graduated, did a great job in college, and he told me when he was finished, his last year that he should have just stayed home and watched YouTube for one year and he would have learned everything that he needed for that field. And he went so far as to say that the professors teaching the classes told the kids that by the time they get out of college, what they are learning in their classes today will be obsolete and you will have to relearn whatever we're going to be doing next. And this guy who was a sharp kid and a homeschooler that w w impressed both of us, he said to me, what a waste of four years. I could yeah. have sat home for one year, watched YouTube, learned right. the things I needed to do for the different computer programs that I was going to work on and how to set everything up. And I could have been off and running, doing my own business and successful and saved all this time and money. And I'm afraid that that is happening in lots it is. of industries, lots of industries. Do you want to hear my experience? Yeah, give it to me. So bachelor's degree in graphic design. Ooh, how's that working <laughs> for you? It's great now. While I was taking my program, our head professor had an actual nervous breakdown. Hmm. She would come to class in pajamas and uh, fall asleep, mm -hmm. so on and so forth. I, I didn't learn much at all other than... And she was the... not fired from no, this university. I don't know what happened with her. I felt bad, but not bad enough to ask her to give me a refund. <laughs> yeah, on my education, I'm paying for. And so I learned some very minimal basic skills, got out. It, it wasn't a big help, to be honest with you. And now I'm using my graphic design skills to do a lot of things, but I've had to learn on my own. And yep. I like it, so I am learning. Sure. And that's where the majority of my education has come from is myself. So that's the point that I take away is that you're able to learn on your own what you need to know. It's not a problem. When you want to know it. You when got it. Yeah. And to give this caveat, because I'm going to have some moron on my YouTube channel make a stupid comment because that's the only kind they can ever make. They're going to say, well, what about if they want to be a doctor, Patrick? What if they want to be a, a well, lawyer? Okay, yes. <laughs> first of all, you don't even need a law degree in every state in America to become a lawyer. You only have to pass the bar in, I think, six different states. In the, in the remaining 44, you need a law degree. And I understand in medical fields, okay, you have to go through appropriate schools to be an EMT, to be a paramedic, to be a nurse, to be a, uh, um, a PA, to a physician's assistant, to be an MD, to be a surgeon. I understand that. And there are some fields where you're not going to be able to get around 
going to college and going on to further education after that. That's fine. But that is not the majority of people. It's the extreme minority of people that need a four-year degree or more to be successful. Yeah, I agree. I want my surgeon to have gone through as much schooling as he can. <laughs> as much as possible. I want him to practice yeah. at night. I hope ab- he's straight A student. Absolutely. So. Okay. So I'm going to give you the reasons that I put together for why I think people should homeschool just to get you know, my ideas out. And I'd like to hear your comment on all of them. And we've, we've touched on these a little bit, so they might go quickly. Number one, higher education, higher quality of education. The government schools teach kids what is on the standardized test. The goal is to get the kids to pass the standardized test so they can move on to the next grade so that they can graduate, so that they can prove that they have learned something. Teaching for a test is the worst way to teach on earth, but that's what we do because that's how schools get their money. That's how schools get the numbers that they need. They need the kids to be able to pass the standardized test. I don't care about standardized tests at all. I don't care if my children ever score well or even take a standardized test in their entire life. It means absolutely nothing to me. For me, they will get a higher quality education because the ratio, student teacher to ratio, student to teacher ratio is much, much lower. You can cater to the speed at which your kid needs to learn. If your kid is a whiz at math, like I was, you can take off and push him in math, which they weren't able to do to me, even though they put me through the special classes for math. It's still, I was bored to sleep. Yep. Just didn't care. Um, But the thing was, there was no way you could skip little Patrick Hayes to another grade because guess what? With composition and grammar. Okay. I was always two years behind. I mean, I was border. you know, menace was. Yeah. I just did not do well learning these things, these other things I did great with. So what do you do? You just sit there in the grade that you're in and you're bored to sleep with some things and other stuff is over your head and you don't understand it. In homeschooling, that is not the case. Okay. Any comments on that or do you want to hear the next one? I would just say that falls in line with all of my experience, my own my own school days and homeschooling art our children and stories from friends. Yeah. You can avoid those pitfalls by homeschooling. Number two, superior social skills. Uh, It is so Uh funny. Now you hear the opposite though. You hear the opposite. Oh, your kid is, you know, just going to be locked in the basement and they're going to be allergic to the sun because they're, you know, (laughs) they never get outside and they're, you know, they're not socialized. Yeah. I mean, you you hear all the stories about how, oh, they're not going to be well suited for life because of socialization. I hear that word. And I, I always ask people, really, can you define that word? Because nobody can. Um, I would like to point out what socialization was like the last two years. Sure. (laughs) How did that go? With the masks. Yeah. And the cubicles. <laughs> yeah. And the other masks and cutting a hole in your mask to play your instrument. Instrument. Yeah. And <laughs> I just, I know that's not the norm. Yeah. And then uh, shutting the schools down and then waiting two weeks and then opening up so, for a day and then shutting them down again for two weeks and then I going mean, back. That's I mean, an unfair shot on my part. I don't I know think people so. Aren't talking no, that is exactly, that is the nonsense you deal with when the government is involved. Government schools produce absolute mayhem. 
illogical stupidity on every testable, measurable metric. The, the level of education in the United States has only gone downhill by every testable standard since the inception of the Department of Education every single year. Yet we keep just funneling money to it and shoving money into the system and parents just keep sending their kids in there and then throwing their hands up and rolling their eyes and complaining about how terrible it is. And it's like, hey, guess what? There are other options. Why don't you do your job as a parent and stop sending them into that meat grinder? It is a waste yeah. of time. Okay. Social superior social skills. Our children interact with and know how to interact with the elderly, with the middle-aged, with college kids, with high schoolers, with toddlers, with infants. And our kids know how to and are not scared to interact with all of them. Right. Every single kid in public school, every 12-year-old, what are they surrounded with? 12-year-olds. 12-year-olds. close. That's it. Eight-year-olds are surrounded by eight-year-olds. 15-year-olds are surrounded by 15-year-olds. And they all act like the lowest common denominator. Yeah. And, and their level of maturity is fine so long as they all act the same. Even if they are acting like the worst kids, they never learn how to talk to adults. They never learn how to deal with the elderly. They don't know how to deal with infants or toddlers or little kids or anything. I remember when you remember when I took my EMT class a while ago and they were offering me extra credit if I brought my kids in because we were going over pediatric medicine. So we had to, and and the thing is that a kid's, you know, pulse and respiration rate and all these different things, their blood pressure, yada, yada, they're different depending on different ages. Yeah. So we had to practice with little kids and every single person in that class that was not married came up to me and said, I don't know what to do with your kids. They didn't know how to talk to them. They didn't know what to talk to them about. They didn't know how to treat them. They had no huh. concept of wow. how to deal with children. It was on un- these are 20 year old guys. Or- yeah. Uh, okay. late, so 18 and 19 year olds, oh, uh, right. no guys and girls. Wow. Okay. Oh, it was, it was horrible. Twenties, huh. uh, even up to late twenties and early thirties, if they weren't married and didn't have experience with other kids, I mean, they were just completely lost. Whereas my kids knew how to interact with them. Yeah. Because they are around people of different ages all the time. And they're around people all the time in different scenarios. And they have to talk to these people and homeschooling parents that are worth their salt. They make their kids talk to different people. And, and that's a good thing for us. We, you know, anytime my kid says, dad, where's the bathroom? If we're at a restaurant or if we're at a, you know, a, a store, I'm like, find someone that works here and ask them, Yeah, you know, first they don't want to yeah, but but, make them do it. Yep. But I'm used to it. You get them, you know, working in that. So I believe that homeschoolers that, you know, when people homeschool properly, their kids, their uh, social skills are far superior to any kids that I've ever run up to in public school. Well, and it comes back to that time issue again, just a math equation. You have more time to introduce them to these different social settings. Yep. You're not so constrained by them being in school, coming home, doing their homework and so on. Yeah. Yeah. So. Having the time allows you to accomplish all of these tasks. Yes. 
Whereas in school, you're there for six to seven hours. You got three hours, you know, of homework. You're involved with extracurriculars. You don't have a chance to live your life. You don't get to learn all these other skills. Not as much time Mm -hmm. anyway. Okay. We went over learning at your own pace. I'm going to skip right to discipleship. Mm. So as a Christian and a father, I knew that one of the most important things for my kids was that they know the Bible. They know who Jesus is. They know how to pray. They know what a Christian life is supposed to look like in Christian character. Any of those things? Do you remember any of those from your time in government school? Well, no. I I was only in government school for six months. Okay. So. <laughs> I also don't, I did not get that from... Well, you didn't even really get it in private. the private school, which was a church school. I maybe a very small smattering yep. of that, but never that in-depth discipleship. And nothing like what you see the kids and I have every no. day. So for those of you that aren't, you know, maybe um, you know, familiar with this podcast, or maybe you're new to me, um, you know, my five kids. My youngest one doesn't read yet. So he doesn't, he's doesn't, reading. Yeah, well, he doesn't, yeah, he doesn't that, read that at a level where he can follow along with the Bible yet. So my five of my six uh, kids, we get up every morning at 6am. We go down to the dining room table. We read the Bible for a while. We all pray together. We talk about the different subjects we come up to in the Bible. I ask the kids a lot of questions and I would argue that my kids who are, you know, 12, 13, 14, 15 years old, I guarantee they could run circles around the majority of kids 10 years their senior in the average church, high school, or college when you're talking to them about the Bible. And it's simply because we put in the time. We do it every day. Well, and and understand, folks, <laughs> not every day. Kids are sick. Dad gets sick. Once in a while, I got to go to work early. Things happen. But by and large, we do this every day. And because of that, we, we put in the time and they are excelling in this area that I knew was going to be so important to them. And you don't find any of that in the government schools. You don't really find it um, in the Christian schools either. Again, I was kindergarten to... 12th grade, almost, almost exclusively Christian school. Mm -hmm. I had some fabulous teachers that I still love, Mm -hmm. um, but they were teaching the scholastic portion and we would have chapel, things of that nature, memorizing books of the Bible, but nothing in depth like that at my school, which was a really good school. Mm -hmm. And I'm just saying like it is, I didn't get that. I had to go after it on my own. And really, I don't think a lot of kids are going to get any of these things on their own. It's really going to be up to the parents. Right. As it really should be. It should be. Biblically prescribed. You got it. But the fact is, you and I are saying that they're dead sure not going to get it in public school. And a lot of Christians send their kids off to a Christian school hoping that that is going to take care of it. And then when their kids get into high school and they have no concept of what a Christian life is supposed to look like and how they're supposed to act and what the Bible says, all of a sudden they realize that they fit in in church and they're struggling. And it's because you can't just turn over your child's spiritual growth to the Christian school or the youth group. Or the ho- church Sunday school yep, class. And hope that that's going to do right. it. 
because it's not. It, the only thing that might do is it might reinforce what they're learning at home. But if they're not learning it at home, it's not going to happen. And I hate to say it, homeschooling, again, allows you that opportunity to have the time, you know, to put in uh, to your kids. Right. Well, and okay, if you have read the Bible at all, thought about homeschooling, you're going to come across the verse that everyone in Proverbs. Okay. That's on like every Christian homeschool site, or <laughs> Sure. It, yeah. It's the headline. Of, it, so I've almost gotten tired of it. I'm like, okay, I'm training. It. It. I'm doing yep, it. I get it. But who is that verse written to? Yeah. Is it the Sunday school teacher? No. It's not your public school teacher. Definitely not. You know. Because most of them, let's face it, they can't read. <laughs> sure they can. Uh, and that, that's not even a prescription to your uh, Christian school teacher. Yeah. Or your pastor. Yep. Or the I, principal of the board of education yeah. or whoever. It's our job. It's the, it's the job and of the parents. that's, you know, for many reasons. I think the Lord is like, this is the way it's going to be effective. Mm -hmm. Or the most effective, you know. I mean, you can learn some stuff, good things from anybody. But it's our job. Yeah. So, go ahead. Okay, the next one I wanted to get to is, I'm going to say safety. Oh, so that should just be reason number one these days to not send your kids to any school. Yeah. So <laughs> because the they're day not there's willing a, to post guards or anything. Yeah. The day there, so, there's an active shooter, you know, forget at, everything at else the public I said. school, you got it. Um, the, the school has decided that your children are not worth protecting. I'm going to say that again. The government schools have decided that the life of your child is not worth protecting go ahead and challenge me on that. You're a fool if you think otherwise. They will not let the teachers carry guns. They will not train the teachers. They will not allow an appropriate level of security, which could be accomplished by, by anybody. It is so common sense. It would be so easy to never see another public school shooting again in all 50 states of America, but we won't do it because the government schools do not care if your children are gunned down in the school that they're going to. And as a matter of fact, if it happens, the odds are that hundreds of law enforcement officers are going to gather around the school and they're going to stand nothing. there and do nothing unless unless a parent shows up and says, I'm going in to get my own yeah. student, my own child, in which case you're going to be tased, you're going to be arrested, you're going to be beaten in front of everybody. That's what we've seen. That's what we've seen on the news. It's happened again and again. The government schools do not care if your children are gunned down in the classrooms, period. <laughs> that was me dropping the mic. Yeah. I mean, you said everything. Uh, but if I can follow, it's going to be a repeat, honestly. I would say that could be your only reason right now. Will my kid come home? Or will they be part of a, a shooting scenario? You never know. It's happened in small towns. I hate to scare everyone. Places you wouldn't expect. Um, and if that's your reason, that's totally fine. I've had three veterans come up to me after uh, shootings. One was, oh, I forgot his name, a neighbor of ours. But he wasn't just a veteran. He was special forces, wasn't he? And he came up to me and he said, if they would let me, I would stand guard. Sure. Out of school. Yeah. I've had many guys tell me that. I would do it in a heartbeat. Why aren't we doing this? Yep. It, 
you know, the only way to deter a bad guy is to have a good guy. The only way to stop a bad guy with a gun. <laughs> the only way to stop a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun. Or a crazy guy. Mm-hmm. You know, label That's it. a bad guy. I know. If you're intending to do harm. Yes. Okay. And you have a gun. Okay. You're a bad guy with a gun. And the only way to stop a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun. Period. Yes. That's all we've ever seen throughout history in every country all the time. Right. It's either that or bring all the kids home. I've never had a shooting here. Well, and for me, <laughs> that's always the big thing that I say when people are like, oh, how do we stop these, you know, public school shootings? I'm like, that's easy. Close the public schools. Done. You'll or, never see another public school shooting again. All right. But, put, put guards. We spend. Do you know how much money the school system spends? Oh, yeah. It's an insane. It is it's a an insane amount criminal. of money. <laughs> okay. District 51. Mm-hmm. Our district spends. Yeah. $11,967 per student per year. Yep. That's below our state's average. Our mm-hmm. state average is 14000 a year. Yep. So why not prioritize? If you want to keep doing this public school thing, mm-hmm. you want to keep them safe, why are we not moving some of that money into defense? I mean, this sure. is the world we live Security. in. Security. How Security. hard is it? Do you care about the children's safety? Do you? So man up and mm-hmm. spend some of that money that you're taxing me for, yep. by the way. The school systems ask for money all the time, Every all the day. time, all Never the time. Never stops. We need this. We need that. Well, when are you going to say, I need money to make sure your child comes home safely to you? Yep. How many people would pony up for that? Yeah, everyone would vote for that. Well, if you said, I would, I'm afraid know. not because you have, when you get into the topics of guns, mm-hmm. it's a political. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, we, we want them to be safe, but we don't want you to use guns to do it. Anyway, it's not. So keep in mind, you know, and Joanna was bringing up the point of how to make the public school safe. I want to make it crystal clear. There is one way to make the public school safe, and that is to eliminate public schools. You will never have another public school shooting again. Now, I know that idea is outrageous to some people, but keep in mind, every public school teacher is not going to lose their job if public schools were eliminated. The good ones, are going to get hired up by private schools, which are going to replace the public schools. And guess what the private schools are going to be willing to do? They're going to be willing to have an appropriate level of security to make sure there's never a school shooting in their school. You want to know why? Because it's bad for business. Right. Public schools don't care. Okay. Now, people don't like when I say that, but show me how they care. Show me the steps that they've taken to make me think they care. They don't actions speak the idea oh we care about the students we care about the children we love the children we care about the children nonsense you do not i've been watching you do not care about the safety of the children you eliminate public schools all the good teachers would still have jobs all the administrators which let's face it almost every single one of them is an absolute waste of time they would be fired and you'd be saving a whole lot of money there but the edu- the children would still be educated there would be education for kids either in private schools or in home schools but either way it would absolute absolutely eliminate overnight public school shootings do you know what happened um during covid and all the debacle of children really not being access being able to access education very mm-hmm. well so you had all sorts of things popping up. The platform I was using currently for online homeschooling grew by like, I don't know, 55%. Mm-hmm. And they had to add a lot more uh, stuff 
to keep it going. And then you had these other things pop up. I forget what they were called pods or something where, um, uh, parents were pulling their children from the schools, mm-hmm. public school parents, everyone. And they were forming these little groups and they were hiring private teachers. Wait, so you're saying the, the parents that could, so those mothers yeah. and fathers both were working. Sure. Sure. And they so had, they, they did they have had the resources. Something. So, you know, you do have people that had some resources mm-hmm. and they used it to pull together. So however many families. Yeah. So you're so. saying that immediately it didn't yeah. take dozens of years, but the months. private sector immediately stepped right. up and started trying to solve these problems. They had to, Lo and behold, because it wasn't working. Nothing was happening with the government no. schools. Right. So, and I also, this probably doesn't have to be said, but the politicians and the people saying they care about the students, mm-hmm. but they won't um, defend the school mm-hmm. with armed guards. Do those politicians have armed guards around them? Oh, yeah. Why? Yeah, because <laughs> they know the only way to stop a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun. So, why so they hire you, a good guy. Yeah. So to me, that's it's so wrong. It makes me so angry. Yeah. You won't give that to someone else's child, child. a kindergartner Children. or whatever. Yep. Anyway, we can probably. (laughs) Okay, let's move on to another just as sensitive topic, which is protection from negative influences. One of the main reasons to homeschool your children is to protect them from negative influences. So we have some friends that live close by who had a daughter who was homeschooled and they uh, decided they were going to send her to public school and her freshman year, she went to public school and the first day in gym class, the gym teacher was like, ah, why don't you just all walk around the track? Okay. So they all put on their gym clothes and they're walking around the track. And this girl is walking with, you know, whatever, half dozen other girls. And immediately the conversation, um, moves into, uh, last weekend and the type of drugs the girls were doing and what they were doing to the boys. Yep. And she came home in tears. She came home in tears because she was not, you know, around those influences because the parents care about their kids and they didn't want them around those influences. And they withdrew their kid from public school. Yep. So in public school, you are going to, just so you know, okay, everyone that, that is listening to this needs to hear this. Every single public high school that I have ever been to that I've ever talked to teachers from around this country has at least one teacher who is a drug dealer. Really? Every single one of them, not for the kids, for the other teachers. Wow. And we're going back a dozen, 20 years before, you know, way before marijuana was legal in Colorado and it's popping up legal in all these other different places. But every single high school that you have ever worked at as a high school teacher, if you ever wanted, you know, some type of drug, they're like, oh yeah, you just got to talk to Jim and the, you know, science department. He's, <laughs> he's the guy that, that handles that. And I've been told this by so many teachers, it is absolutely laughable. Okay. So if that's what's going on with the teachers, think of what's going on with the children. Okay. Nowadays. Okay. Do you know what a rainbow party is? 
Um, hmm. You know, our, somebody I know was trying to explain this to me. Yeah. So it's something that's going on in sixth and seventh grade. This person yep. who was telling me yep. their student was about that age. Yes. I forgot what it was. So a rainbow party, Joanna, oh, no. is when a bunch <laughs> of sixth, seventh, eighth graders. Now, I'm sure it might happen in high school as well. But this is this is what was going on here in school district 51 in Grand Junction, Colorado. Okay. These kids would get together and all the girls would uh, put on a different color of lipstick, and then they would all give the same little boy a blowjob no. to give a different color ring around his penis. And whichever boy had the most different colors of rings at the end of the night won. He was the you know champion of the rainbow party. You got You got to be kidding. No, that's public schools today. <sighs> That's what's going on. Well, yep. I guess I am surprised that I'm not because, you know, yeah. stuff was happening back in my day in Christian school. Okay. Let me give you another one. We were oh. going to uh, a church, mm, I don't know, three, four years ago. And one of my friends at that church was a state trooper, an investigator for the state troopers. And him and his wife homeschooled their kids. And they had two boys and I was talking to him about it. And he said, we were at a father son uh, camp out where all the dads got their kids and we all hung out. Me and this guy just hit it off. We liked each other and we'd hang out and chit chat and his kids were real nice. And I said, Hey, you know, how did you make the transition to homeschooling? And he said, that was easy. As soon as I was done with my investigation into busting up a methamphetamine ring in the middle schools of Grand Junction. He said, wow. soon, yeah, so the parents would use the kids to swap money and meth to each other to bring back to the parents. So that's where the selling was going on. And as soon as he was done with that investigation and don't please understand to calm your fears, plenty of middle schoolers were doing meth. I don't want you thinking <laughs> it was only the parents. There were lots it's of middle so schoolers sad. doing methamphetamines. Oh as soon as he was done with that investigation, <clears throat> he went home and he said, said to his wife, pull the kids out of school. And she said, what? He said, today, they will never go yep. back to public school again. And this isn't an isolated incident. This isn't no. one town in America. Right. Okay. The level of education is abysmal. The lack of morals is abysmal. The drug use, the uh, the uh, uh, sexual perversions that go on, all of these things are so horrible, you cannot imagine. And what I hate to tell you is that the majority of parents are not preparing their kids for this. They are not talking no. to their kids about this. And their kids are getting involved with these things. And the parents have no idea whatsoever. And they're just going to turn around and they're going to wonder why their kids cannot stay married. They're going to wonder why their kids can't stay out of jail. They're going to wonder why their kids are hooked on drugs or... <clears throat> Uh, Grand Junction, Colorado has one of the highest statistics of teen and child suicide in the nation. Okay, well, why do you think that is? It's because the kids are getting involved in all these things and their little brains don't know how to process what's going on. Their emotions are not capable of processing everything that they're experiencing, everything that they're not. experiencing, and they end up hanging themselves and ODing until they're killing themselves in record numbers, okay? And this is why. Yep. 
So I have no problem saying that the public schools are at fault. The public schools should should be shut down. That is the best thing we could do for our children. In America today, eliminate the, sh- the public schools, chain the doors, bulldoze the buildings, never to be opened again. That would be the greatest thing we could do for uh, America and for the children in America almost overnight. Your thoughts? Yeah, I just had a thought while you were saying all that. You know, there are uh, parents that are aware of the problems and the kids are there in the public schools. There might be some who are a little bit ignorant of the problems. Mm -hmm. But those that know about how bad it is, and actually everyone I've talked to has some sort of a negative story, if not a horror story. Of their public school Mm -hmm. experience. Sure. Yes. And they are think their thinking is that my child is okay. They can withstand it. They can be an example. But do you want your young children like you talked about, their minds aren't really ready. What adult is ready to be around drug addicts and sexual promiscuity? And Most adults who are strong Christians do not do well. That's why the Bible tells us to avoid those places. Why would you have your child knowingly around other children that are using drugs who are sexually active, who everything, you name Mm -hmm. it. Why would you do that? Well, because you're a stupid parent. That's why. You, you don't believe it's actually going to be a problem. So you might, you're saying they're ignorant parents. I think they're putting their heads in the sand and hoping for the best. Just call them ignorant parents, sweetie. <laughs> it feels good. You will feel better when you, when you say I, it. I think they're afraid to pull them out. What would that look like? There you have it, folks. Joanna Hayes said it tonight. You're ignorant parents. <laughs> hey, so <clears throat> people are scared to make the choice. It's a... It's a big decision. And what if you're a two-income family? I get that. That's hard. I totally get that. Okay. So I'm going to tell you a brief story. Okay. Because this is an apt time to tell it. And not that anyone's going to listen to a podcast for over an hour, but if they do, they're going to get the goods. Okay. Okay. You've heard the story of William Bradford, Plymouth Plantation, Mm -hmm. Magna Carta, Right. Right. Okay. Pilgrims. Pilgrims. I know. Mayflower. (laughs) Mayflower Compact. Yeah. I did the crafts in school. William Bradford and the Pilgrims. Why did they come to America? Why were you taught that they came to America? We Every Thanksgiving, we cut out a little paper turkey and right brought Mm, it home to our parents. Taxation? No. Well, that's the first thing I heard, but I think I know the real answer. (laughs) That's okay. What were you taught? Um, Everyone was taught the wrong thing. Well, I think it was they wanted freedom from, you know, taxation. It was not taxation. Yeah. But isn't that what I was taught? (laughs) You were taught persecution. Yes. I remember that now. Okay. Did you know that they left England and they did not come to America to flee religious persecution? Do you know where they went? Holland. They went to Holland and they lived there for many, many years. And they were allowed to worship their God in any way they saw fit and no one bothered them. So why did they come to America? Well, 
I learned the answer later. Sure. It was, You're married to a pastor, well, yeah. and I've told the story yeah, a few times. Taxation was later. I was yeah. so hung up we, on that. Yeah. That's why we became okay. Americans, yeah, and we uh, started know, drinking coffee and threw off those stupid tea-drinking Nancy <laughs> Englishmen. Um, well, Holland was a terrible place as far as the lifestyle of the people there. Yeah. This was so pervasive into the lives of their children that they said, we cannot live here. It will absolutely destroy our children. And they decided that they were going to get on a boat and go across the sea thousands of miles, took months to get there. And after, by the end of their first year from leaving Holland and sailing to America, their numbers were cut in half. And they knew that when they left, and they said it was worth it yeah. for our. So I have exactly zero sympathy for the parents that say there's a reason I can't homeschool. Okay. You have to figure out a reason to do it. Or I'm sorry, you have to figure out a way to do it. I'm not saying it's going to be easy because Lord knows inflation is up. Gas prices are up. Milk and eggs are up. Uh, the natural gas you use to heat your home, that's up. And if you are barely making it as a two-income family and you're thinking, how would I homeschool as a one-income family? I don't have the answer for you. I'm sorry. I just don't. I don't know what that would be. Okay. But what I do know is you are feeding your children to the wolves. You are throwing them in a wood chipper if you are okay with them going to public school. You have to find a way to make it work. There is a better option. It might not even be ideal, but there is a better option than your kids going to the government schools. It is destroying them. You know what I've thought for a long time? Mm -hmm. Well, maybe not a long time. Anyway, if you want your child to turn out well and come to the age of 18 without having these heavy duty scars, mm -hmm. um, and just flat out trauma. That people, trauma. Yeah. We haven't even gotten into yet. Well, and we all have those bullying. They, they use the word bullying, I think, too much these days. However, mm -hmm. it's real. If you took them out of public school and did nothing. Yep. And you did no edu educating in mm -hmm. parentheses, quote unquote, they would be better off. Yep. I believe if you taught them nothing. I know that sounds crazy. Mm -hmm. Not but, to me. What are you what are you looking for in your child? Do you want them to learn every ABC, whatever math equation, but be traumatized and maybe be raped? Mm -hmm. Think of suicide. Mm -hmm. Does that is that worth it to learn? And not only calculus? do those things happen, they do happen. Not only do those things happen. Government schools is the only place where you can be physically assaulted and beaten up by somebody and then be expected to sit next to that person for possibly several more years of your education. 
Okay. There is no place on earth. There is no job you could ever have where a coworker could walk up to you and so much as smack you in the face without them being fired immediately and never hired back at that company again. You would probably get a massive apology from the HR department along with a big cash bonus and yeah. begging you that you don't sue us for right. this work <laughs> environment. And in government schools, you can get into a fight in the hallway where you get punched in the face repeatedly and the person gets suspended and they get detention and they have some type of punitive punishment. And then after the time, they are right back in school and you have to deal with them and see them and be in classes with them for the next who knows how many several mm -hmm. years. It is the only place in America where that type of behavior is ever tolerated it's ever put up with do you know the number one greatest chance you ever have of experiencing personal physical violence directed at you is your time in high school That's i believe it. it yeah i've seen things you know now my example is extreme but there's plenty of other very negative things that can happen to you mm -hmm. in the school setting yep that aren't going to happen at home you would hope <laughs> So we are at an hour and 15. I have, I'm not even kidding you, another like page <laughs> and a half of notes of stuff that we could get to. Well, let me just throw something out there for the people who are afraid to start. Okay, let's talk about afraid to start and why you would give up and we'll do that for a minute and then we'll be oh. done so go for it why you so, would give up yeah yeah and i'm um, gonna give you i'm gonna talk about that but don't worry about that just talk you were gonna bring up afraid well, to like start yeah. what, what you could do yeah talk to those folks so go ahead there are tons and i've researched for years mm -hmm. of free educational resources there's whole curriculums that are free um Oh, now I forgot the name, but we can tag it somehow. Mm -hmm. The resource I used last year was wonderful, totally free. All you needed was an internet connection and a printer from time to time. Mm -hmm. And also, it was very easy for the old to do the work along and start with something like that. And they can learn to read. They can learn basic things. They can learn anything. They can learn another language. Yeah. They, yeah. There's, they can do it all online. And COVID expanded the online resources yeah. at least by double yeah. and they're still there. Yep. So this is the golden age of, in my opinion, homeschooling. It has never been easier. Mm -hmm. The resources are insane. Yeah. The free resources. And we've seen a lot of these where a math teacher for 25 years decides, I'm going to start a YouTube channel. Yes. And, Khan Academy yep, is, and, and starts going yeah. through stuff. And you'll find that with a number of teachers that do a great job with their subjects. Mm -hmm, Obviously, yes. the, the people that were horrible, boring teachers, they don't make a YouTube channel because they don't care. They got their pension. They're never <laughs> teaching again. They're done. But the people that were really good at it, you find a lot of them make a YouTube channel and they will go over their subject of expertise yep. and, and they'll for get free. into it. Yeah, <laughs> it, for free. It's not yeah, hard to find. And it's not you, hard to get into. You cannot mess up your children any more that they're than they're going to get messed Be up in public in school. school. I agree. If you even if you love your children and you want them to be educated, that's all you need to be successful. Mm -hmm. So that's my little 
plug for those who are afraid. And I can answer any questions in the future. So when we're done, if you could just um, in the comments, leave a couple of resources as far as, yeah. you know, what you think would be a good start for someone or where to point people to. So I want to talk about for those people who are thinking of homeschooling and they're not sure. <clears throat> I'm going to bring up the same number one reason why, why people give up on homeschooling, and that is a lack of conviction. So if you're thinking of homeschooling because a whole bunch of your friends homeschool their kids, don't do it. Okay, that's not the reason to do it. You're not going to stay with it just to try to fit into your little group. Okay. If you are thinking about homeschooling because you're getting pressure from family, okay, don't do it. That's not a good reason to do it. You need to homeschool because you are so convinced that your child's life is the most precious thing that God has ever gifted you with. And it is your personal responsibility to protect and nurture and grow that life. And it is not just something that happened to you on prom night in the backseat of some, you know, limo. Okay. You believe that this life was a gift from God and he has personally chosen you to give this life to, and it is your responsibility to take care of it. And you are taking that job so seriously that you will do anything in your power to make sure that they are safe, they are protected from immoral, uh, sexually explicit, violence, uh, all of these things that, you know, these events that could come up in their life. Um, and, and because you are, you believe these things and your conviction is so strong that nobody could talk you out of it. Your family couldn't, your friends couldn't, your, your community or society couldn't. You don't care if the state you live in makes it illegal. I will not stop homeschooling my kids. That's the person that needs to do it. Okay. When you are there, you will stick with it and you will figure out a way. It's not easy, but I'm going to figure out a way. That's the best reason to start homeschooling your kids. And maybe you lean more on the academic side and you're really not concerned about the morality in the schools. You think, oh, man, I don't think it's that bad. Okay, I think that's a pretty ignorant view, but maybe that's you. Others, maybe you are more serious about your religion, your Christianity, your Judaism, and you say, you know what? I don't want my kids around these things. I know it's bad for them. And yeah, scholastically, maybe they'll do better, maybe they'll do worse, but it doesn't matter. Whatever one of those reasons you have that's fine. But you have to have a conviction that drives you that will weather the storm. If you don't have a conviction, if you if there is a lack of conviction, that's the main reason that you are going to give up on homeschooling. Another big reason you'll give up on homeschooling is if there's a disagreement between the parents. If one parent is for it and the other yeah, parent is not, tough. you are really fighting. Even when the two of you are in favor of homeschooling, it is an uphill battle. It's a lot of hard work. And there are going to be times when you talk about giving up and mm -hmm. just putting the kids in school. And you and I've had that conversation yeah. over the years. I have. You know, I think we're past it now, but the thought comes up like, man, is this worth it? Are we doing this right? You know, is it so having both parents on board is important 
because when one starts to waver, the other can encourage and remind them why we're doing it, remind them of the good things that we've seen. Third reason that uh, folks will give up on homeschooling is discipline of the children. Do you know that more parents give up due to parenting issues and not teaching issues? So parents don't know how to raise and discipline and train their own children, and therefore they don't want to have to do it, and they would rather just give the responsibility over to someone else. And because of that, they will turn their kids back over to public schools. You want to know the top phrase I've heard from parents Mm -hmm. that want the kids out of the house quickly? Mm -mm. I just butt heads with her. I just butt heads with him. Mm-hmm. And that is all they say. Mm-hmm. That's it. I'm done. No conversation over. And I think to myself, well, you can take care of that. Yeah. There's you a solution. They are butting their head against you. You got it. You don't need to participate in that behavior. <laughs> yeah. You're the adult. You can stop it. But they give up. They yep. don't. Then then they throw the talent. They don't even attempt it. Nope. They don't want to fight. They don't want to argue. They don't want to have confrontation. They definitely didn't read any of the books that I give out to people all the time on how to train your child. Yeah. How to train up a child. How to train up a child. That almost sounds like a book someone should look up and and read. (laughs) But that's a big reason that people will give up on homeschooling. It has nothing to do with scholastics, with the educational part. And the issue is that. How much discipline are they? I mean, you're just giving it over to the teacher then anyway. Yeah. And the teacher isn't going to fix it. No. Okay. The teacher is just going to figure out a way to get by to get the kid through their school. It's not that you're helping your kid by sending them to school. They're just not your hassle anymore. Correct. You don't have to deal with it. And that's good enough. Which is not, it's not a good way to raise your, your child. You're not raising your you're child. Not, you're, you're just. And honestly, the people that have that mindset shouldn't be homeschooling their kids because they're not going to do it well anyhow. That's true. It's a total waste of time for those people. The people that are successful with homeschooling are the folks that say, okay, there's an issue here and it is not acceptable and there's a solution. I don't know what it is, but we're going to find it and we're going to start doing it tomorrow because we have to overcome this thing. Yeah. And those folks are the ones that are going to make it. Yeah. The children need to Obey you. When you say sit down, it's time to do this. You got it. If they're wiggling, if they're not obeying, they're not going to learn what you're putting before them. Yeah. And you're going to be frustrated. Yeah. So So. really you need, and if, and if you're a parent who you've just had your first kid and you want to homeschool and you know, it's like five years later, it's not five years later. It's right now getting your kid to obey immediately and say, yes, sir. And yes, ma'am. If you can have that set up, by the time they're, you know, three years old, then you're going to have a great time homeschooling. But if your kid won't lay down for a nap when you tell them to do so, if your kid, you know, won't clean up their room when you tell them to do so, if your kid will yell and scream at you or throw themselves on the ground and throw a fit or throw a fit in a public place, homeschooling is going to be a nightmare and you're not going to do it. So it's a package deal and you have to start, you know. That's true. Good point. With that. Okay. uh, Another reason that folks give up on homeschooling is discipline of the parents. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> Guess what? Uh, you know, whoever it is at home, mom or dad, usually it's the mom, but not always. Uh, mom or dad can't just skip out on schooling for the day to go to the mall, you know, or surf the internet or, you know, whatever fun thing you might want to do. Like, that's not how it works. You have a job and you need to treat it like it is a job. And the parents that can't discipline themselves get on a schedule you know, and make it happen and plan things out and research stuff and, and find solutions to problems. They're just not going to make it. Yeah. That's, a, that's been my case. And I've had to change the way I do things and work around my natural tendencies to not want to be on a schedule. Yeah. <laughs> now I will say this, I have friends who do something called unschooling. Mm -hmm. And what that is, is there's no, nothing. up you just a child if they want to learn it mm -hmm. and honestly some of them have been successful the children end up learning a lot uh, of things that surprise most yeah. people so those particular parents um they don't really have that issue yeah because they do <laughs> I'll that just say it that way but they, that is definitely not for most people no. that style yep but it can be done if it can be done by me yeah who i'm not naturally organized or uh, maybe somewhat disciplined in some areas but mm -hmm. Not, oh, we're starting. I've never been good at, we're all starting school at 8 a.m. Mm -hmm. We're going to work till this time. Yeah. That I have fought against that my entire 15-year sure. homeschool career. But we are getting stuff done. I'm getting enough done every day Yeah. to where I'm happy with where they're at. So, like, if I can do it, anybody can do it. Sure. You know, so what? You don't start at 9 o'clock. It's hard for you. Start at 9.15 then. Yep. You know, really. Do your best. <laughs> okay. The last one that we're going to bring up is as far as reasons folks give up on homeschooling, it's going to be those financial pressures. And yeah. that's real. It is real. Here's what I'll tell you. Joanna and I have been planning out our life and what we wanted in our life prior to meeting each other. What we have now is what I wanted even before Joanna and I met, before we got married, before we had kids, before we started homeschooling. I wanted a bigger family. I wanted to homeschool the kids. I, I knew what I wanted. And because of that, I knew that the best way to get there was going to be becoming self-employed and being having kind of a type one personality, being driven, being a go-getter. I knew that I would not be able to make enough money doing the same work that I do today for myself, but doing it for someone else. I knew I had to get off on my own if I was going to be successful and if I was going to be able to provide for a family of eight with a single income. If you're just realizing what you want and you realize that after your first kid is five years old and ready to go to kindergarten and your second kid is three and your wife's pregnant with your third and you and your wife are both working very low income entry level jobs, realistically, you're going to have a real hard time being able to homeschool. But the fact is, we are all where we are because we put effort and energy into getting there. We're, we are where we are on purpose. 
And I say that not to try to be mean to folks that have not accomplished what they would have liked to in their life. I say that for the folks that are maybe not even close to being married and having their kids yet. Depending on what you want your life to be, you need to start planning and working towards that as soon as possible. And you don't have to. You and I both know several homeschool families that just scrape by because it's a single income. It's a big family and it's tough. It's real tough. Yeah. But you know, if you don't mind me saying something, mm-hmm. um, when you're talking about doing anything in your life, you have to factor God into the equation. If you are a Christian mm-hmm. and you ask God for help, yep, he will come through. If it's some, especially if it's something he in his will, I've seen him do things that I'm like, well, was that his will for me or was this a treat? You mm-hmm. know, <laughs> I think he does those things. But if you are that family who's barely getting by and finances is a real roadblock, it, it could be yeah. a real problem. Number one, like I've said many times, you could school your children almost 100% for free. Mm-hmm. You could get paper and pencils at the dollar store. Very cheap. You don't have to buy any books. Mm-hmm. Do you have a library card? Do you have an internet connection? You, most people still have the internet connection, even if they're broke. Sure. So you could just do it with a library. Yeah. Um, you know, and a, a little bit of money here and there for paper and, and pencils. So the real problem is both parents uh, or one parent being home enough of the time to facilitate or kind of watch the kids. Yeah. And our children, I don't know if you know this, uh, help for me to be there, but a lot of them that are older are now able to do most of the work on their own with a question to, uh, or two here and there, mm-hmm. the younger children. Yeah. You, you might want to help them more. You could school your children successfully just in the evenings if you had to. Yeah. Um, it, I guess it would be a matter of childcare yeah. during the day. However, if so if it's a matter of paying for someone to be home, whether it's you not working what and you want to do it mm-hmm. and you believe in God, mm-hmm. why not ask him for help? Yeah. He'll make the way. Yeah. He has for us, the, you know. There's oftentimes a solution and and what I found is that most people they want a product, but they don't want to put in the time and the energy. They don't want to sacrifice in order to get it. Now, I'm not saying any of these options are preferable, but the fact is you, you can homeschool. We homeschool six kids in what, three hours a day, oftentimes less. So the amount of time does not need to be you know, phenomenal, uh, even if... Uh, you, like you said, we're going to homeschool in the evenings. You could certainly do it. It would just be, well, where do the kids go in the daytime if yeah. they're not in Time public wise, school? You could yeah. get it in. in you the could evenings. squeeze it in wherever you wanted. If you had to do it where one parent works in the evenings, one parent works, you know, in the daytime, it, none of those options are preferable by anybody. But the fact is, uh, what I can promise you is that putting your kid in government schools and having them go through 12 years of it or 13 years of it with kindergarten, you are not going to be happy with the result if you are a Christian who is serious about God and the Bible. And this one, this is going to sting. If you are a Christian who is serious about God and the Bible, I hate to tell you, 
but your standards are exactly what your public school teaches your children. And you say, no, 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 I have much higher standards than that. No, you don't because you put your kids in the government schools that teach your kids that God is not real, that they came from, you know, earthworms and share a common heritage with the banana. Uh, You put your kids in the schools where every little boy and girl has a smartphone with uh, pornography on it. Um, uh, They all have parents that are doing drugs and taking prescription drugs and the kids are stealing them and kids are trying these things and substance abuse runs rampant. Okay, you are putting them in a school where homosexuality is celebrated as a wonderful thing, even though God hates it and calls it a capital crime. Um, You're putting your kids into uh, schools where they are teaching them uh, the newest politically correct, woke, communistic nonsense um, that there is. you can't tell me what your standards are if you drop your kids off in a school like that and they spend, you know, six, seven, eight hours a day, five days a week um, in those schools. That is your standard. Don't tell me it's anything higher than that, because if it was, you would have taken your kid out and figured out a way to not have them in the public school. That is what your standard is. And what's a shame is that you're making it your child's standard because they don't get a say. And they're going to go through 12 or 13 years of that type of education. And when they come out, their standards are going to be everything that you know is bad and that you hate and that you know God hates. And there's nothing you can do about it at that time. That's the reason that you should hate government schools and want nothing to do with them. Any closing thoughts before we are out? My last thought is that uh, I could quote a lot of Bible verses, but there seems to be a theme that the Lord Jesus loved children and they're not supposed to be a burden. They're supposed to be a blessing. And there's this pervasive attitude in our culture that I can't wait to drop my kids off at school. And I I don't know, I've always felt the opposite personally. And I wish more people had that attitude. I can't wait to have them. Um, I'm glad I have them here every day. (laughs) So children are not supposed to be this burden that you are glad to dump off at school every day. They're given to you by God and you're supposed to... Um, cherish them. And that's certainly the way Jesus seemed to, that seemed to be his attitude about children. Yeah, it's quite different. You know, um, it's sad, makes me sad. That's our culture. It really is. I can, I could, uh, I can only imagine what America would be like if government schools were gone, everyone was homeschooling their kids. And don't get me wrong, I know they're going to be private schools. People are going to form those up and that's going to be a tool that they use. But you know what? Um, it just, uh, you know, it would be, it would be an amazing fix. And uh, there's a reason that one of the planks of the Communist Manifesto is free education for all children in public schools. That's something that they knew they needed in order to be able to change a nation. Anyway, folks, um, thank you for joining us. Um, we are here every Sunday night. 
7 p.m. Mountain Time, 8 p.m. Central. You can find us also on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Audible, TuneIn Radio, any place you can find podcasts, you can find us on there. Please like and share this podcast. If you are a listener of mine, especially if you've been a listener for years and years and you have not gone to Google and Spotify and Apple and liked this podcast and rated it and reviewed it, uh, you are not helping me. <laughs> if you want to help me, that's what you can do. That's how this podcast gets suggested and put in front of more people. Uh, someone just asked a question, uh, Beverly, you asked about, is this podcast on YouTube or Facebook? It is currently live on both, and you can also find it on every single podcast platform in the world. So uh, please share it around with everybody. So again, uh, you can find us every, uh, did I say Friday? I think mm, I said Friday. I don't know. The, the podcast <laughs> is every Sunday night right. at 7 p.m., uh, I am also the pastor of a church. We meet on Friday nights, and that video is also on our Facebook channel, uh, which is Bible Thumper Podcast, uh, and our YouTube channel, the Bible Thumper Podcast YouTube channel, and that is every Friday at 6.30 p.m. Mountain Time, uh, uh, 7.30 Central, so you can find us there. So thank you, everyone, for, for joining us, and we will see you next week.